Welcome back, friends, to Hope is a Prayer Way. I am your host, Pastor JJ. And in today's Bible study, we're going to be looking at 1 Chronicles. So we want to start off with the authorship of 1 Chronicles. And though it's not specified by name in the book, Ezra has traditionally been assumed to be the author of 1 Chronicles. So unquestionably, whoever he was, he used sources in compiling the book, including the prophetic records of Samuel, as found in 1 Chronicles 29.29, 29, Isaiah, 2 Chronicles 32.32, 32, and others found in 2 Chronicles 9, verses 2-9, through 9, also 2 Chronicles 12.15, 2 Chronicles 20.34, and 2 Chronicles 33.19. But particularly, a source called the Book of the Kings of Judah and Israel, and that's found in 2 Chronograph 16.11 and 25.26. However, this is not the canonical 1st and 2nd Kings, but likely it's some earlier record. Now, as we do an etymology on the name of Ezra in the Hebrew, it means to help. The title of the book, originally one book with two chronicles, and that happened until 180 BC. The books of Hebrew, or, or the books in the Hebrew means the words, the affairs of the days. For example, the annals of, Is of Israel from Adam to Babylon captivity and Cyrus's decree allowing the exiled Jews to return. So in a sense, it is a miniature Old Testament tracing and capsule from the flow of the Old Testament history. Purpose. Those familiar with the Gospel of Matthew may recognize that Matthew starts off with the New Testament in much the same way. That first chronicle starts off this history of God's work in Israel, with a genealogy. So Luke's gospel does something similar. In Luke 3, 23 through 38, it takes the genealogy in reverse, starting with Jesus and working all the way back to Adam. But why is such a genealogy important, and why chronicle this all include is a scripture. The list of people is important because it takes us on a journey through God's work in humanity, gives us an overview of how God consistently leads his people to a redemptive end and ultimately points us to Christ. The genealogies in 1 Chronicles give attention to each of the tribes of Israel, but it clearly focuses on two tribes— Number one, it focuses on Judah, the tribe of Judah. In 1 Chronicles 2, verses 3 through 1 Chronicles 4, verses 23. And in Levi, it also points to the tribe of Levi. That can be found in 1 Chronicles 6, verse 1 through 81. They focus on the tribes of Judah and Levi to identify the royal and priestly lines of Israel, searching for a rightful king and priest for God's people. 
The genealogies in Matthew and Luke find what Chronicles was searching for. Jesus, the true king, Romans 1, 3, 2 Timothy 2, 8, Revelations 19, 16, and that he was also the priest for God's people. And that's found in Hebrews 4, 14, Hebrews 5, verses 5 through 6, and Hebrews 8, verse 1. Now, what can we learn from 1 Chronicles today? And what we can find is that it's a past pointing to Christ. First Chronicle points us to Christ through the genealogy and the beginning of the book, and also through presenting King David as a forerunner of the Messiah. The Davidic covenant found in 1 Samuel 7 is found again in 1 Chronicles 7, verses 11 through 14. A reason for hope. First and Second Chronicle gives us reason to hope. These words were written to give the people of Israel the story of their past in order to give them hope for their future. And the books of First and Second Kings provide accounts of many kings of both Israel in the north and Judah in the south, but First and Second Chronicles focuses us specifically on the kingdom of Judah and the reign of David. And this provides us a distinct view of what the Jewish people could expect in anticipation of their Messiah. And it also provides us a background of how God has been working out his redemptive plan all the way from Adam. And you know, friends, even when we don't see it, God is at work. The people who had returned from exile had hoped that when they returned, they found a new temple would be built in glorious splendor and that the Messiah would appear to reign and restore all things. Yet that is not what happened. And First and Second Chronicles give hope to us as it did to them and gives reasons to keep hoping. Amen. This historical account reveals that God's work has been at work and is still at work and will continue working among us. While the temple is gone, but the need to worship is not. We may not see his finished plan in, 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 in a generation or even in many generations, but his plan indeed is unfolding among us, friends. And for those of us living during this time, I know that I have never in my lifetime witnessed the effects that are happening in Ukraine and, uh, and the barba uh, barbaric actions of, of Russia. But you know, friends, I, this is just my opinion now. I believe that when we look at evil men like, uh, like Putin, I won't even give him the satisfaction of giving him his title because I believe that he's an angel of darkness. I think that he is, this is my personal opinion now. This is not some special revelation that God has given me. Uh, so I'm just giving you my personal perspective. I believe that when we look at people like Putin and what's going on, I believe that this is a foreshadow of what's coming in the near future. 
It's here. It's developing right before our eyes. And we're seeing how cruel and how inhumane the Antichrist and the false prophet are going to be. And friends, the Bible says that not even the angels in heaven know when Jesus comes back. And I don't know that neither. And I'm not saying that the Lord's coming back today or tomorrow, for I have no special uh, revelation from the Lord, nor do I claim to have any. But I do believe that we're seeing things unfolding before our eyes that we thought we'd never see in this country. We find shelves, think about this for a minute. We find shelves empty and devoid of food, paper towels, bathroom tissue. There, there were saying this week that there was a, a bird flu that's affecting, I think, half a million birds. So there may be a shortage on poultry. There may be a shortage on eggs. I hear that, which I didn't know, Ukraine was the number one supplier of wheat in the world. So we can expect that there may be a shortage of bread and anything that's made with wheat. Friends, maybe you've lived through similar times. I haven't. I have never seen... Uh, a military take out civilian buildings, innocent people, kids. They bombed a kid shelter that was named, that had the name outside with kids. I don't know when, but I can tell you, friends, that he's close. He's very close, I believe. And, le and, and let me share this. I am not trying to scare you into accepting Jesus. No. Because Jesus doesn't want that. Jesus wants to have a relationship with you. And so what I just said is my personal opinions of what's going on today. And friend, if you haven't accepted Jesus into your life, you might want to consider that. And you know, I tell all of my Bible students, think of yourself extending your hand out to welcome someone or to greet someone. And they just walk by. Now think of how many days and months and years Jesus has been extending his hand out to you wanting you to take his hand so that he can deliver you from all your sins to give you eternal life to give you peace and comfort if you would like to accept jesus today as your lord and savior my friends please follow along in this prayer heavenly father i come before your throne I ask for forgiveness of all of my sins. This day I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. I take your hand. And from this day forward, please be my Lord. Please guide me. Help me. Speak to me. Love me. 
And Father, you know the situation that I am today. Please give me hope. Help me, Lord, out of the situation. Make a way for me. And I accept your sacrifice on Calvary. Thank you, Jesus. In your name, my Lord. Amen and amen. And friends, if you said that prayer, I do believe you're born again. I encourage you to please buy yourself a Bible that is easy for you to understand. And I encourage you to go to weekly Bible study, to go to your Sunday school class, to take copious notes. And before you get ready to study this material that you've been able to gain during the week, I would ask you, like they taught us in seminary, for you to go ahead and ask the Lord to open your understanding. Ask the Lord to help you, cause you to remember the material that you're going to study. And friends, remember, we first apply it to ourselves and then we apply it to others. And I'm going to ask you that if you're listening to this podcast, since we're going through this um, this war, this massacre is what it is. Let us remember, friends, that we also have brothers and sisters in Russia. We have brothers and sisters all over the world. Please pray for them. Please pray for all of our brothers and sisters. And please pray for Ukraine and all the children and all the innocent people that have been killed by this monster of a human being. But remember, friends, I do believe, this is my belief, that he is a foreshadow of what's coming. And I'm going to tell you, like I've told other people, I am a student of the word. And because I have a doctorate, God laughs at that, friends. God laughs at my little paper that says that I'm a that I have a doctorate in Christian education. Friends, I learn every day. And there's so much more for me to learn. But I'm gonna get there and I'm gonna try to learn as much as I can. But please pray. Pray for these people. I, I ask you earnestly. And I want to close out today's broadcast like I always do in remembrance of the late Pastor John H. Osteen who always finished and he closed out all of his podcasts out with the following prayer. He or Not the following prayer, with the following phrase. I'm sorry, I don't want to misspeak. Um, especially about a gentleman who is residing in, in heaven with our Lord. But uh, he would always close out all of his TV podcasts by saying, keep Jesus first place in your life and he will take you places that you've never dreamed of. Amen. Friends, thank you for your time and really for the privilege of being able to share Christ with you. And I look forward to talking with you tomorrow on our podcast. 
May his blessings and protections be upon you and yours today and always. In Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, friends.